Ugh. I got hammered and ordered like 40 stickers. I don't know <laughs> what happened. Like, <laughs> I was really drunk. I got on Redbubble and I was like, these stickers are so dope. These fucking stickers. And I ordered like 40 of them. All right. Welcome back to Plausible Deniability, the Star Wars story by Bad Form Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Frisch, and thank you for joining us. Today's session is part one of our shopping episodes. I wouldn't say that they're overly exciting, but they are necessary and entertaining nonetheless. Also, a big question I got from the last episode is, what is Operation Ashen and Operation Cinder? Um, Operation Cinder was a set of orders to be carried out by remaining Imperial forces in the event of the Emperor's death. The main objective of Operation Cinder was to devastate Imperial planets uh, to ensure neither the Empire nor its enemies would be able to recover. Operation Cinder has been made canon by the Aftermath trilogy, which I highly recommend, and the video game Battlefront 2. Now, Operation Ashen is Tim's design, uh, creating a new Imperial mission meant to attack planets sympathetic to the Rebels' cause. So last week's reveal shows us the true story of plausible deniability and where we go next. Now, we reunite with our heroes four days after the events of the last episode, relaxing on Chandrilla, the homeworld of the New Republic. So, four days after your mission, we get a shot of Hana City, the capital of Chandrilla. It's a very clean Mediterranean city, and there's lots of people walking around, and there's sort of a vibe of celebration in the air. With the victory over Endor, you know everyone's starting to feel like it's finally the end of the war, um, and we get a sweeping shot across the city to some specialized barracks that are used by rebel intelligence, and they're basically like an apartment complex, and you each have your own specialized units. Yes. Across the hall, though, right? Not, like, ne- <sighs> sharing a wall. More of a friend's situation. <laughs> All right, it's across the hall, so you don't... <laughs> yes. I don't know what you're concerned about, but... Yes. I've got a frame around my, my the camera. I'm definitely the Chandler, uh, because I do have roommates. I'm kind of like a Ross, because I'm horny. <laughs> <laughs> and I like bones. Is that why you wanted separated rooms? <laughs> so we do have separate rooms then? <laughs> no, no, yeah. It, it, okay, cool. We have yeah, them, it, we don't use them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, like, since you guys aren't run-of-the-mill soldiers, you wouldn't stay in a barracks because you do intelligence and you probably get hazard pay and stuff like that. I feel like they'd want to take care of you. So you just get your own one-bedroom apartment. Can we share an apartment across the hall from our good friends? Can we be the, the Joey and Chandler of this group? <laughs> and then the friends live over there and we just dip in occasionally when we're on planet. People are going to think you actually really like friends. I haven't seen an episode. So <laughs> <laughs> we should make that clear. That, uh, let's make that clear in the intro to the episode that we don't watch friends. <laughs> I'm more of a Sanford and Son guy. Okay, so are we sharing an apartment or we have a separate apartment? Because I know what, what my that choice. I know what my room looks like. Okay, 
Like, I mean, at the very least, it's like a suite. So you guys have separate bedrooms and like a shared communal area and kitchen. With one really funny recliner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I've only seen gifts. I swear to God. There was a duck there once. Sorry. Colin gets a new girlfriend and all of a sudden he's seen every episode of Friends. Sorry. No more Friends. Yeah. Friends ban. Friends ban. I liked it when you talked about Kung Fu Panda and stuff. <laughs> I talked about Tai Lung. I did not talk about Kung Fu Panda. Um, Tim, would you like to continue? Matt Mercer would never let his group do this. That's true. (laughs) All right, so it's been four days since you guys return. Uh, Intelligence Command has given you some time to unwind. How do Hadra and Chan unwind from a long mission like this? And also, what does your apartment look like? Or your quarters, I guess. John, um, I think the communal area area is clean. Yeah, yeah. I think it's pristine. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we get a glimpse of my room, and I want to say there's some of that like that rock music from Rebels. Oh, that awful the the guitar music, the like yeah. Zeppelin that yeah. <laughs> that he's listening to, and it's just and he says goodbye to Ezra. <laughs> yeah, whatever that song is, that's playing in my room. It's got to be a Lasat band, right? Um, yeah, probably. Who knows? But Chan loves it. Chan thinks it's rocking. Yeah, yeah. And Chan's room is pretty empty. Uh, we see him shirtless at a weight set, lifting a dumbbell, a stem stick hanging out of his mouth, and watching Mon Mothma address the galaxy on a small hollow display. Um, addressing the defeat of the Empire and how once the war is over, she's going to basically deplete the military. And Chan gets up and scoffs and just turns off the holovid and turns his music up. And and that's when we see his pride and joy um, sitting on a workbench across from him, a E-11S sniper rifle that's been taken apart and all across the table, and he sits down and begins cleaning and reassembling it. All right, and then the the camera does sort of like a 180, pans back across the very nice, clean, sort of common sitting area and kitchen, and then cuts over to the doorway leading into Hodge's room. But the door's closed. (laughs) All right, we push in, and the door opens cinematically. No, it doesn't (laughs) open. You, like, push through it, and it's a camera trick. You obviously can't get through it. No one's ever seen my room. Oh. Do tell. (laughs) (laughs) Jam of the year. (laughs) My room is filthy. It's it's horrible. There's it's it's the kind of room where Every time a couch gets too many stim stick burns in it, I just push it back and get a new one. There's 25 ashtrays because I do the same thing with them. There's not a trash can in the room because the floor is a trash can. There's a Alaskan king-sized bed <laughs> that's covered in clothes, but it's all the same robes <laughs> just over and over again. There's 400 pillows thrown all over the place from couches and beds we don't know what they were we don't know why they were if they're throw pillows or pillow pillows 
um, there's a big open closet that's got a recliner in it, and it's you know just moving things back to have one like five by five section of floor that's clean where I can walk to my bed. Um, and there's, I'll say there's a there's a like first act valacord in the corner that you know I thought you know I thought I'd pick up girls with it. Never never touched it. Yeah, and that's my room. And I'm just sitting on the bed with my data pad, just scrolling. Is that how you've been envisioning <laughs> your character this whole time? That's the thing. No one's seen this. <laughs> yeah. Are there at least like clean and like well-pressed robes in the closet next to the recliner? Not in the closet, near the door. On an gotcha. extra rack. like for It's like one of those moving boxes <laughs> with the pole in it to hang stuff. It's like that. <laughs> this is the vision you've had? Well, yeah, because this is what I lie about. I have to have something to hide. <laughs> My room is an episode of intervention and waiting. <laughs> Not hoarders. Intervention. All right, Tim. Those are our rooms. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Uh, from the front door, you hear the Star Wars equivalent of a doorbell go off. Um I'm not sure if you can hear it over the music, Chan, or if you can hear it through your closed door, Hadra, but the doorbell rings. I I imagine I hear it. Yeah, I'm still I'm still jamming. Yeah. yeah. To the Star Wars equivalent of Spoon Man. <laughs> <laughs> I I put down my take out Rancor Nuggets. Um, <laughs> which I'm not making up. That's canon, right? No, there it's Rancor sauce on on Nerf Nuggets. This could be the worst bottle episode. Ever. Oh yeah, yeah. That's why it's all getting <laughs> cut, baby. Um, I I put them down. I turn the lights off in my room so no one can see. And I open the door very quickly, exit and close it. Um, and I go to the front door. Uh, you open the door, and outside is a droid. It's one of those ones. Um. I'm trying to think of when you see it. I, it's sort of like a rickshaw person on Tatooine. I think it basically has like wheels, um, at the bottom of its torso, and it's got long, spindly arms and just like a regular droid sort of face on a neck. Do you guys remember that one? Vaguely, uh, I don't remember. I'm, what I'm it's... picturing like the the server at Dex's diner. Yeah, but with a little chariot on it. Yeah. <laughs> <You don't... laughs> I don't really remember. Well, there's there, there's a service droid outside, um, and you recognize him as a CZ two two two, who uh, is basically he handles all incoming messages and if anything important is happening, an intelligence command and needs to get people from their quarters. So he's sort of like a handyman butler droid for the building, and everyone calls him Zed. Well, that's. <laughs> Getting my voice ready, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Mercer doesn't have to get his voice ready. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> All right, uh, so Zed is at the front door right as you open it. He sort of waves at you and says, good morning, Hadra. Good morning. 
Both you and Sean are wanted at Intelligence Command. Uh, when? I believe the meeting is set, and he sort of stops moving for a second while he's checking his ba- like memory banks. In roughly two hours, I was told to come and inform you. That's the voice you had right. to get ready? <laughs> <laughs> so... I I rudely close the door on him because I don't like Zed. You look back and you see me like peeking through the door of my little (laughs) (laughs) Zed gone. Yeah. Good. And I come out and meet you in the communal area. What's the situation? They uh, they want us at command in two hours. Have we talked to them about anything yet? You guys have had a few like in like like first run debriefs. Like I imagine they make you come back multiple times to retell the story to make sure that like you know all the facts still stay the same that you didn't forget anything. So you've gone through the debriefing process twice now, and so this would just be like the final time to you know seal the files on it and then most likely give you information on what they have planned for you next. Cool. Well, uh, I'll get ready then. I suppose I will as well. I was going to ask. So we've got rebel suppression points. Is that something we need to talk to each other about? I think. Or is that something we need to talk to our therapists about? I think I'm going to walk away from you and you should just like say something and I'll stop and we can hash it out. (laughs) Okay. Okay. What remind me what got you your points? Um, there was a, what race was the guy who died when I was like trying to get into the, uh, Abenito, Abenito and Abenito died. Um, when because I were... took his spot in a cell. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I but shot, I, know that. I killed that storm, the pilot. Right. Um, uh, Hadra left Jabron to die. Yes. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's something we can, that, like that's actionable for me, right? We can check on Jabron's status. Yeah. The the Republic, the new galactic government. <laughs> yeah, I I want to talk about how disappointed you guys were when you found out that they were planning. I on think we it find the, out at this next meeting. I think so too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. It hasn't been officially announced yet. <laughs> uh, right now, just so you guys know, uh, Hadra, you're at four rebel suppression points. Chan, you're at five. So I think we agreed that at five is when, on social checks, you will take a setback die. So we need to work on you. Yeah, so I'm going to walk away. Um, as as you do, I'm going to go, Chan. Uh, Stop and kind of look over my shoulder. What? You know we did a great job, right? And you know that everything we did was in service of the new galactic government. We did our part to bring around a lot of good. Good for who? You know, before the rebellion, I was uh, a slave, just like the girl. Yes. I looked down. If doesn't feel right to rescue both her and her captor, you know. Or just to bring someone like Mater back into the rebellion. No, oh, maybe maybe we should have just killed him. I'll I'll put my hand on your shoulder. 
But that's what sets us apart. Maybe we can build a new galactic government that doesn't profit from those kinds of actions. The Empire used slaves. The Republic turned a blind eye. Well, look, uh, when we go back out, let's not do what's best for the rebellion. Let's do what's best because it's right. Hadra takes a sip of his his chindrilin wine. Yes. Make a difference. Good. I'm gonna go get ready. Also, your friend Jabron, I left to die, and I'm gonna turn to my room. You left Jock away, and I'm gonna open the door, and then I'm gonna close it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you wanna do you wanna talk about it? I get ready. (laughs) I get ready. Yeah. (laughs) No, I I think that was good. Um, Let's knock one off for each of you guys. Well, let's knock two off for Chan and none for Hadra because that was kind of a token effort on your part, Colin. Yeah, yeah. So I'm at three Rebel Suppression? Yeah, you're at three now and Hadra's at four. Yeah, unless you guys wanted anything else, I would just say that you both get ready. Go down through the stairwell of the... um, the converted apartment space (laughs) sorry pause Uh, (laughs) um are you just gonna let me have a e11s that big old sniper (laughs) rifle yeah okay i mean i won't bring it out all the time it'll have to be mission specific but also you just funded our our stem stick habits oh yeah But yeah, no, like, um, as far as, like, starting gear that you guys had, I'm totally down with giving you, like, a fun thing. So, for Chan, if you want to have an E11S, you can have it. Okay, but I don't want that to be, like, to take away from whatever funds we get to shop. No, you've had that forever. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Like, because remember, you guys had gear, but then you had to leave it all behind for this specific mission. Yeah. And I so, want to say that the E11S is so big, I can't take that on, like any mission like once a year <laughs> right right um hadra did you want anything fun? yes um i wanted uh, fuck it i'll just could i have one heavy blaster pistol but it's got the um it's got a stun setting and isn't there an attachment for um dual wielding that makes it easier there's nothing else you want but a gun i just want i that's the thing i i only want to deal out like stun damage because that's what my abilities lean towards i've got two ranged light i've got one ranged light skill two total so a weapon's all but useless to me uh how about like uh uh padme's stinger pistol yeah, that's cool. What's that? What was that? Okay, so the Stinger pistol, also known as the Relby K23 Blaster pistol. Oh, just like a isn't Bosk has Bo- a Relby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was a model of blaster pistol used during the Galactic Civil War, mostly used by Bespin Wingard. Stinger pistols had moderate range but low damage and emitted a high-pitched noise when the trigger was pulled. Yeah. Pwah. 
Relby, <laughs> that's exactly the sound. He, God, GM of the year, people. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Is it K what? K23. K23. Tim, could I have two Relby K23s with a, the only modification being the dual-wielding attachment? And those are flashy. Those are fun looking. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and say that you don't get any more hard points then. Yeah. Then you just get the boost Fine. for the dual wielding. Perfect. So I've got two of those on a belt hanging next to my newest pressed robe. And they're always hidden because of the robe too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. They're a they're a back of the belt kind of pistol, not a sidearm. You don't keep them up your sleeves? <laughs> no. All right, is there anything you guys wanted to do before you head over to government command? So this is what I think. I think if we have two hours to spare till we can get there, I think Hadra and I probably know to get ready fast enough to not use the droid to get there. Yeah, <laughs> works for me. Do we have our own speeder? Do you, Sorry, do you have a speeder? No, you're right. We should just use the droid. I don't know. We got public transit. We got the droid. We got neighbors across the hall who do us favors sometimes just because it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) No more. (laughs) I'm so done with friends. (laughs) Um, Oh. Um, as you're getting ready to leave, you get notification that your uh, paycheck is finally cleared for this most recent mission. Uh, oh. How much? Well, as a, for the special bonus for bringing in an entire Star Destroyer, you both get 10,000 credits each. That's it? What? <laughs> what do you mean that's it? Guns are like 700. How much is a Star Destroyer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You guys were doing your duty, it's all right? It's in the book. I'll look yeah, it and up, also, you son of a bitch. You got to take rarity into account, too. There's not that many. Tim, we're you... doing research for our complaints to Rebel Command, I think. <laughs> <laughs> also, how much money did we have before? Zero, right? Oh. No, we... Three zeros. A thousand dollars? Damn it, Ben. Ah! Uh, will you tell me what class Star Destroyer this is, please? Because I have a couple different options. <laughs> <laughs> the smallest and shittiest one, and it had nothing on it because it was being stripped to be sold. <laughs> All right, it was an Imperial one then. All right, what's what's the credit value on that bad boy? What's the blue book? Oh, oh, oh! One hundred and fifty million credits. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, if we're going to go by maritime rules, the captain technically gets 30% of any salvage, and then first mate gets uh, 10%, so. So how are we going to divide that up? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know right. we won't each get 100 million. No, that's that, that's that, ridiculous. Yeah. What, if, what if I say that you guys already have 5,000 in savings each? I would take 50 million as payment for this job. I think that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> That's a third of the Star Destroyer. We'll talk to Mon about this. Uh, yeah. That's what we're going to have to do. Yep. So, 
do we know that we're getting 10,000 or we're going to figure that out? No, I think like you guys get like a comm notification ding that your paycheck just cleared and you both have uh, your payroll coming in. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's like your your normal pay would have been 500 credits, but then you get the nice bonus of 9,500. So they're like, this is going to be plenty for them, right? They'll be happy. Yeah. So do we want to go shopping? You said we have a couple hours? Yep, you guys got a couple hours. I would like to shop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm changed. I'm ready to go. Yeah. All right, I got a few options for you guys um, that you know of in the city. Uh, there's the weapons and armor merchant. There are equipment stores in a sort of bazaar area. There's a bar, and then there's also uh, ship parts and ship dealer, who uh, is currently repairing and fixing up your Lancer class. I don't even know what I want. I just want stuff. I know. <laughs> I say we go equipment. Yeah, because I've got a really cool. nice rifle. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. I, I think. Uh, Do we know the name of the equipment shop? Because that's where we're going. Uh, it's it's a it's a market. Um, the equipment market. Uh, I didn't have a name for it, so it's just the bazaar that's in town. Uh, fun quirk though: all the stalls are run by Athorians. So you are not going to do an Athorian voice. <laughs> you are not. I was planning on just doing the Dark Souls message things. <laughs> Whoa. Thank you. <laughs> Honestly, this might be a good chance for us to try out um, a little voice modulation. Yeah. So let's go ahead. Right, you want me to? Yeah, you go ahead you and say just to something go for, like, vanilla? for us. Sorry, you said. Say something as an Athorian for us. All right. Hello, what do you think of my wares? It's not good, but it'll work. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Tim. (laughs) This podcast is nothing but bullying. (laughs) All right, so anyway. Anyway, (laughs) I'll, uh, I'll, I'll wave for one of the, like, gondola speeders where it's some big tall dumb droid and we we stand on it and go over the water into the bazaar yeah it's uh you're still sort of like on the outskirts of the city so there's not really any tall structures it's mostly two to three stories uh you guys take the sort of gondola like hover speeder thing across the river and it lets you off on the other side and there's just a series of stalls that are semi-permanently set up with you know canvas covers tabletops lots of different equipment and other things for sale and further in is where it starts to get a little bit more black markety outside it's mostly just like uh you know you want to buy a pair of macro binoculars you do it here so what do you want and uh, yeah you guys have all the books so if there's anything fun that you want to do or that i can just say there's a stall for it you're telling me you didn't come up with a pre-prepared list well, I have a list for the quartermaster for your next mission. Get some more road what? flares before we head out. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> I say we roll for a book and then just pick that book and only pick out of that. Okay, yeah. Did you know that there's a, a NPC personality table in here? There is? Yeah. You roll a D100 and it's like they're morose. <laughs> 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 Wait, it's just a hundred different words for depressed. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, so what book is it? The book we chose was Sons of Fortune. Oh. A source book for the Corellian sector. Okay, Tim, I'm going to go to the equipment page. Hey, do you have an NPC you want me to roll for their personality? <gasps> Ooh, Gorn's Emporium. It's already there. Perfect. Gorn Vorox, <laughs> a well-known Duros fence. Do you want to use that, Tim? It's straight from the book. <laughs> except he's an Athorian fence. Oh, except <laughs> Who is... 57... Grossly overweight. I'm not joking. I swear to God, 57 or 58 is grossly overweight is his personality trait. Bullying. Nothing but bullying us. I swear to God, dude. Oh, my God. How is that even a personality trait? That's a physical description. It's between well, it nervous tick and aggressive. how heavy you got to breathe when you're doing his voice. Will you read all the things to Tim? Just mm -hmm. so we have a... All right, Tim, you ready? I'm telling you what he's it. got. A lot of cybernetics. Uh, Which I can say, like the black market stuff, you, if you, you guys really want to go for cybernetics, we can do that. <laughs> a back alley doctor. That, that would be kind of fun. I don't know if I've got anything I want to try out cybernetically, though, do you? Well, what do we have in the books? Cybernetic. Got a, a hypertransceiver, encryption module, remote activation control, short range, uh, remote activation control, long range. Oh, no, sorry. That's that's just communications. Uh, he's got an avionics interface. Is that to be a better pilot? Implanted in the yeah, palm like and robot fingers hands. of the user or incorporated into a prosthetic hand and linked to the user's brain stem. Cybernetics avionics interface allows a pilot to connect his to his airspeeder or starship's avionics and flight control system at a digital level. This is perfect. You know why? Why? Because you're not good at piloting. I'm the most okay pilot, <laughs> and that makes that would make Chan kind of upset. Yeah. That he was just like fine. I might just I might I don't know. Get it, get your little little hands. All right, we we got more stuff. We got detection devices. We got droids, drugs, and consumables tools. You hear about tools? Got an anti-grav chute, an EVA power suit, or a gravity belt. What is an anti-grav chute? Let's see. Like their dumb idea of a parachute? Tim's just jealous. I know for a Intended fact. Intended to save pilots in the event of an emergency, anti-grav chutes are small backpacks with miniature repulsor lifts incorporated into them. An anti-grav chute does not allow the wearer to fly, but rather arrests his fall as he nears the ground. I want one. You want one? I know I'm going to jump out of the ship at some point. <laughs> it's only 450 <laughs> credits. Should we get two? I'm talking about that gravity belt. No, because you have to fly that. Yeah, let's get anti-grav shoots. That's cool. Let's get two. Okay. We'll take two and a backup. We probably have to <laughs> have to role play Haggle. all this, unfortunately. Yeah. Weapon detection goggles? That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. They look cool, too. That would be. I can let you guys do on it. We can just like do Max the goggles. anti grav shoot first. Or glasses. <laughs> really small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, dude? I was saying like we can do like the grav shoot like little bit first, and then yeah, yeah. If you guys spot something else there. that you want. Okay. Yeah, I'll say that like a couple rows in, you guys see uh sort of like an outdoor adventure, like adrenaline seekers, sort of equipment stall set up, and he's got like posters of speeders and people jumping out of them and it's very 80s and cool badass all right 
So you and I are walking by it, and I just kind of want to glance over to my right, keep walking, and then take one step back and look at this booth. Do you stop me? Yeah. Grab okay. I grab your shoulder. Oh. Hadra. What? Look at these. The... I'll, I'll make Anti- it even more enticing and say that the one of the 80s looking posters has a Caloran jumping out of a speeder. Can there just be like a video going on <laughs> like a like one of those like demo movies showing how cool yeah, they yeah. are? And it's just yeah, you it's and like, I standing in front of it just staring at it wide-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> and that's oh. when the Athorian vendor comes around the corner to greet you. But anyway, don't forget that this guy's grossly overweight. <laughs> Would you want me to give him a second trait? <laughs> sure. All right. Ready? Or do you have dice? Grossly do you overweight again. What's up? Grossly overweight again. <laughs> if he gets it, like, he's double. He's. I think he just dies in front of us when we get the shot. Uh, 49? Oh, that's so close. Walks with limp. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is the best list in the book. Yeah. This is worth the price of this whole book. Just this one chart. Okay, Tim. All right. So you guys, like, as you're entranced by this video, <laughs> the uh, the the stall owner comes around from the like sort of towards the back area where you assume more of his stock is. And it's a grossly overweight Pythorian <laughs> who walks with a limp because he's missing <laughs> the calf section of his leg. <laughs> and he's got a he's walking with a cane and he's like Hello, what do you think of my wares? It's it's amazing. Here's a list of my inventory. Does anything interest you? The the grav shoot. Well obviously. Ah uh, yes, very popular. 450 credits a piece, please. Negotiation. Negotiation. Um, should I coerce him? No, because I think we're still going to... We'll coerce we'll, him we'll, the end. We'll kick the leg we'll, out from under we'll him? We'll wine him and dine him. And okay, then, okay. You know. <laughs> Take his cane. Negotiation. Good, I have a one in presence. But I do have it as a skill. Do you have presence? Absolutely not. Yeah, okay. Good. So I have I have one skill... And one base ability in this. I think I'm ready. All right. I'm going to go easy on you also because this guy originally was not a shop owner. And this is, you know, what he has to do to get by. So it's going to be... Negotiation's uh, not his speciality? Correct. (laughs) And he's got, you know, self-image problems. And, you know, so he's just... Just likes talking to people. Uh, Make it medium difficulty. Okay. Okay, so a failure, but a triumph. And there's a, I have a, two failures, one disadvantage, and a triumph. I'm sorry, but I have to make a living, you know. What if I added some climbing rope? I don't climb. Why would I if I had a grab shoot? For the triumph, <laughs> I want to say. Well, you know, we're at the bazaar. Uh, do you have any under-the-table items? He uh, scratches one of his four mouths and is thinking for a second and then says, uh, 
Well, it's more of a prototype, but I have this. And he pulls out from underneath the uh, counter, sort of like a backpack that has like slits on the side of it. And you think, and you know once he pushes the button, that wings will come out of it. <laughs> and he springs open very violently on the table. As he's saying you that, I'm, say. I'm already putting it on. <laughs> I give how, him the 900 s- credits to pay for that and one one grab shoot just assuming that's you know that's the deal we made yeah. he made that deal not me we oh did. thank you and we quickly move on uh, what what else do you have mm, mostly adventure items rebreathers for diving assisted mobility underwater those sorts of items no I don't swim I do I don't need it well it looks like you don't do much of anything do you I want to just kind of drift off, like not paying attention anymore, and then see another booth with another video <laughs> <laughs> of these, uh, what are they called? The yeah. avionics interface being put to work. Well, it, it, you've, it, this would be like way like towards the back. So like all the way down the aisle, you sort of like see a sign that says cybernetics, Corellian specialties. And you know that Corellians are known for being very good pilots. Mm-hmm. And also, further down a little bit, just a couple of stalls, you see the back of the head of what you assume to be the very plain-looking Job Roan, not in his stormtrooper outfit, just in regular civilian clothing. <laughs> What's he doing? You see him hand over a large fistful of credits and then receives a bundle of fabric. Into sewing now? Yeah. All right. You assume you that it's something that's rolled up. <laughs> tap you on the shoulder again. As I'm just, angrily staring at this authorian. Yeah, and I'm just gonna point. Look, is that is that Jaw? Oh, yes. Um, goodbye. And gonna <laughs> kind of push the man away from me and, and walk out of the stall. Yeah, it's important to know also that it's only been like four days since you guys got back. Okay. Uh. Lieutenant! Uh, when you say lieutenant, he doesn't really react, but he like recognizes your voice, so like, he perks up a little bit and starts looking around and goes, Oh, hey, guys, what's up? Hey! <laughs> what, what are you uh, doing? Why are you out? I, I'm not totally sure, but they just basically said I could go and gave me some money, I guess, for helping you guys, but check it out. I just got this tent, and... You remember that he's, like, handed over what looked like 500 credits, and he's just got a tent. <laughs> did they... Pro- were, were you being processed? How did I'm, that go? I was, like, interrogated a little bit, and I guess you could call it a debriefing, sort of, but, I mean, they just asked me questions, and I answered as honestly as I could, and then they just let me out. I'm gonna drift away from the conversation <laughs> and let you guys do your thing. Yeah. Well, all right, um... Hey, I, I've been kind of meaning to find you guys and talk to you because I mean, now that I'm out, I, you know, I don't really have anything that I do. <laughs> like I just that was half my money that I just got for this awesome tent, though. It, it, it fits like eight people, though. Okay. Did the rebellion offer you anything? Uh, no. They they just told me I could leave. Like I think they wanted me just to <laughs> leave. So he's not fit for service. 
<laughs> Sorry, I missed the beginning of that. What was it? He's not fit for service. <laughs> That's what your brain is saying, yes. Well, kid, um, good luck out there. And I'm just going to pat him on the shoulder and walk away. Hey, what? Could I just come with you guys? I'm already gone. Yeah. I'm talking to the, the vendor that just sold him the tent for 500 Mission's over, kid. You got a second chance to live a real life. And I, I suggest you take it. Yeah, okay, I guess I'll find something else. Here, I, I also got to come. So, you know, if you want to keep in touch, we can go camping or something. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. What is happening? <laughs> what are you doing to this poor boy? He's not fit for service. Well, look at us. We got all our rebel suppression shit going on. Do you want me to just turn around and kiss this man? That's what you (laughs) sounded like you wanted to do after the second session. I do love Jabron. Are you just going to set him free? Do you think he's ride or die? (laughs) I'm going to give you guys a little spoiler. The reason why he was let go so quickly is that they just deemed him unable to keep any secrets and that he was basically a human golden retriever. So they didn't want to make him a soldier. I mean, he Physically, can, he's fine. He can stand in the ship and wait for us. <laughs> like a gizka. So he says that, the, that, that garbage about wanting to come with us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're just leaving Jaw? Letting him go? You were so excited about this poor boy. Well, now I'm going to be sad. (laughs) Take three points of rebel suppression. (laughs) (laughs) We were going to go check on him, too. Yeah. What's he doing when I say that? I mean, you know, he he looks a little bit crestfallen, but I mean, he he likes you guys and he understands. So it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll see you guys around, you know. We just turned his world upside down. He got <laughs> he rejected the, by the rebels. Then he got rejected by us. He turns back to the shopkeeper and is like, can I actually have my money back? <laughs> so I I want to see him and the shopkeeper start arguing back and forth about no refunds and whatnot. No. Nah. John sort of sighs and under his breath says, please don't make me regret this. And he's going to walk up in between the two of them and lift up his shirt, showing a pistol on his belt. I think you better give the kid back his money. Yeah, the authority just puts his hands up and goes, oh, I'm sorry here. And then just gives the gives back some credits. Yeah. And you're keeping the tent. And I'm just going to grab him and start walking away from the shopkeeper. <laughs> okay, Ja. We have a spot open. Wait, really? Oh. Yes, no, but don't. yes, but you only get one chance. If you do anything to disappoint me or jeopardize our mission, we let you off on the first rock we find. Got it? He just nods his head and gives you a stormtrooper salute and then stops and then tries to do like a regular rebel salute. <laughs> Hadra's behind Ja, and he's like kind of chuckling yeah. <laughs> at Daddy Chan. <laughs> okay, just you can come with us. 
Well, oh, I, okay, we're, do you guys want me to come now? We've got some or? errands to run. I, maybe you should go back to our apartment. Good point. I can sleep on the ship. It's fine. If you guys want your space, I mean... Oh, yes, actually. Yeah. That would be great. Keep an eye ship. on the ship. You're, the, you're our guard. <laughs> Good boy. It'll pat his head and <laughs> send him on his way. <laughs> He's like, oh, uh, great. Uh... Yeah, I guess I need a gun and maybe some armor. And, like, he's, like, mumbling to himself. And then he starts walking off in the wrong direction from where the spaceport is. You'll you'll find it. I have his car. I'm piloted on real thick just because I love conflicted John. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I hope I didn't make a huge mistake. Thanks again for joining us. If you like what you heard, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay updated on Plausible Deniability, Highly Suspect, and Bad Form. Our theme song is Spliff and Wesson by Airglow. Other music was created by Alex Kahneman of TV Magic. The Star Wars role-playing game is owned by Fantasy Flight Games and Lucas Books. Until next time, may the Force be with you. I'm that kind of roommate. <laughs> I was eating your leftovers. What you do is you eat one nugget and then you put it back. Well, yeah, they're back in the fridge now. It's... Hey, Tim, can I tell you something when you live with me? <laughs> <laughs> I did yeah. that too a lot. I would like just take like one piece of your buffalo chicken and just eat it. I did that to both of you. <laughs> and then I put your foil back on your food uh-huh. real nice and neat. So we... <laughs> With both of us stealing one. Tim, what did you steal? Tim. And I still gained all that weight. (laughs) (laughs) There's your fucking stinger. That's...